You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. I'm sort of building on that idea of leadership. Is there that four musketeers uh, mentality? Is that you know, all for one, one for all, is that really effective in a band environment or is that naive? Uh, I mean, every band's so different and I, I don't know if it's the, like the environment I set up or I just happen to get to them, but I'm in all democracies, you know, bass player dude that no one really knows is just as important as singer dude in most, in most of my scenarios. Um, and it's, it's, everything's an ebb and flow. Like some things at some time, like, this is my point man and then it kind of phased out and now this is my point man and now these two guys want to be on it for merch only and these guys only want to talk money and only talk to me about recording so it's just an ebb and flow and generally and i think tim from the band's point of view will probably agree that like the whole group has to be at least somewhat on the same page if it's some weird scenario where it's like we're six members of under oath and we put it to a vote and it's four to two and we win, these four win, these two are pissed. Like there's only, for a t-shirt design, yeah, maybe. To discuss like doing a European festival run for six weeks, like you have two or one third of your machine pissed, it's not good. So yeah, I, yeah go ahead, Timmy. Oh no, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off with that. You were done, but I, I agree with you and you're saying a lot of good points. It's like, you know, even as a manager, like, you know, like Biggie said, there's label, there's lawyer, there's agent, there's all these people, there's publishing companies. And then he's this, you know, uh, bottleneck, so to speak, that can filter everything and go, you can't talk to this dude in the band like this, but I'll take that information and talk to him in his love language, so to speak. I know how to explain this directly, but also effectively. Um, and then if you only have one point person in a band, you have all this to a manager and then you have another gasket and it's just the one guy in the band. And then you have these five other guys down here that aren't communicating, aren't getting communication funneled to them. And as long as like boss guy, lead singer or whatever signs off, it's done and it's executed. And that's actually not how Under Oath works. Like we're like Biggie's bands, like a democracy. And there are some people that weigh in heavier on their expertise. Like if it's financial, our guitar player, James, is a legal accountant. So, I mean he's the guy that we go to for like, what should we do about this budget? If we have a question from a business manager, if it's creative, like there's three of us that are the creatives. And you know, if it's seven weeks in a Europe tour to break even or lose money, but we have one good slot in a festival and it's all for this one look, that's all six. And it's not a five to one vote. Like, sorry, bud, we're dragging you to Europe for two months because we got to 
headlining slot on a B stage, but we're playing with Limp Biscuit somewhere in Sweden and the rest of it's a complete disaster. There has to be levels. And I think I would argue personally, like for longevity's sake, you know, we have a lot of brilliant people here in different fields. Like the longer you're with a person, like I think the longer Biggie's with Etid, the longer Etid will succeed. The longer Tim Borer's booking Clutch, the longer Clutch will succeed. And so like, it's this thing where once you have your team outside of your band, they can then manage things like label changes and agent changes or publishing deal changes because they're almost fused to you. And so I think it's really important to not only pick your band members correctly and then know when you didn't and do what you can to either remedy that or pivot, but then also pick your admin team very, very carefully because ideally they should be married to you for the life of your band. And, you know, we've only had two labels in our lives. We've had three agents in 20 years, which is, you know, probably more than most bands. We've had one manager. So by and large, we, we have a long streak of, of loyalty that lasts half a decade, at least most times our whole career, if it makes sense, we've had the same lawyer. So it's like, now those people know how we operate and it just saves time and money and it's efficient. And it's like, I know Tim, he'll never go for that. I'm not going to call a five hour, five hour band meeting over something that I know is not even in his wheelhouse because that's his kid's birthday and he never misses his kid's birthday. Those types of things actually matter long-term. And being heard as a band member from people like you guys, the manager, the agent, the label, that makes me go, if they're bringing something, it's already filtered through our preference checklist. And these are opportunities that make sense within the framework in which we operate currently. Not 10 years ago, not 20 years ago, not this is what my five other bands that are making more money than you do, so you should do this. It's a custom tailored thing to every single member's needs. And then as a band, we decide where we bend and where certain people have to take a hard stance. And then it's manager's job and label's job and agent's job to work within the ecosystem that we create so that we can always do this year over year. Rather than having five great years and kill ourselves, let's make millions of dollars over decades rather than having one great million dollar year and scrunch three good years into one because we were on the grind and then burn out. And I think that's really important for longevity. By the way, these are really, really great points that, that these guys are making as well. Because uh, a couple things, first of all, is, is you do need to have the team around you and, and the, the more the team's around, I think the better it is. You know, we, all of our bands that we've had for, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, it's same thing, same manager, same label, same lawyer, for the most part there. And that breeds a lot of success because everybody knows how everybody works. Also, I think it's really important to know that everybody in the band has to be on board as well. Cause like Biggie said, like you don't want to have four guys say, we're going to Europe. The other two are like, oh, we don't want to go. And that's terrible. But, but I, I will say one other weird thing about that is that we have a couple of bands that we've had for a very, 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 very long time who are run by either one or two guys in that band and they make all the decisions. And luckily enough, the other three guys go along with them. Uh, I don't know that that's the healthiest way to do it, but these bands have been pretty successful doing it. But ultimately, everybody does get on the same page. I, I do agree with what Tim and, and Biggie say is that, you know, you, you want to have all five guys on the same page and, and really be into it because that's or six guys or however many there are uh, that makes it work. And one other point I want to make, too, that I think kind of was intimated there, I think this is really, really important, is that the label, 
the manager, the agents, the lawyers, we all work for the bands. I think a lot of times bands think that they work for us, especially label people. They work for us like, no, 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 we work for you. Like we're here for you. The band is, is the driving force here. We're, we're basically your employees, not the other way around. And I don't think a lot of people re really understand that. And that's, I think, a, a super important point. That, that and I say that to bands a lot and they go, really? I go, yeah, we're working for you. It's not the, not the other way around. I know it's a weird like it's pretty rare that you pay somebody to tell you what to do so it becomes that weird thing where like well he tells us what to do but then we pay him and it's just like yeah i'm straight i mean not kind of like i 100 percent work for bands like that's it there's no two ways about it if they fire me that's it i don't have a like it can't i mean i can quit or whatever but there it's a it's a weird point for i think most people to wrap their heads around when you really think about it again in terms of like that business analogy like they're the boss and I might be like CFO or whatever, whatever fancy term, but like they 100% call all the shots and I'm here to guide them with the help of my team of labels, booking agents, you know, helpful band members, lawyers, everything else. But it is a, a funny point that I think a lot of bands forget and they're just like, oh, our manager made us do this thing. It's like, don't do it then. Like, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah, and there's also the idea of, you know, a lot of bands want a manager that's literally just an executive assistant. Like I want merch designs, send an email. Okay. We're going to get merch designs. And I think there's like an access point where it goes from like, whatever I want this person does. And I pay them for a service to make my load lighter to where their relationships and their experience push back and like, you know, get to a spot where our manager, I, I like, to think that we pay our manager and our agent this much money all of the time to see white space and to see opportunities that we don't. And then to also push when they're like, I understand you don't want to do this, but I'm seeing it and you're not seeing it. And you have to take a closer look. And like Biggie said, like, if we don't want to do anything on the road, that doesn't matter if the label or the manager, or the agent or the lawyers, like guys, you have to do it. It's like, no, we actually don't. But there's also that long-term trust where instead of just being a do boy and a facilitator for all of my vision as an artist, I want you to be a facilitator for what we need that we can't do, but also push back on us when you see holes in a ship because we're lost in our own sauce, as well as seeing new opportunities and going, this doesn't make sense, but I need, to, I need you to give me at least a week and a half of trial run so that you can see what I see and then let's decide. And a manager that can intellectually and very carefully and emotionally, sensitively, like push a band and not demand things, but just go, I just need you to, I need to lead you to the water. And, and if you don't want to drink then, that's fine, but you're not even seeing what I'm seeing. And I think that's worth the money. That's like, we would have never been on MTV if our manager didn't tell us, you have to go to dinner on your day off and do this and that. And it's like, we didn't want to do it, but he said, no, you have to go. You don't have to sign anything, but at least take the meeting. And then all of a sudden, this whole new revenue stream or new opportunity comes out. And I think with labels and agents and managers, like your jobs are, yes, potentially to serve us or, or help us. And you work for us, quote unquote, but we, we sign to you or we're managed by you or booked by you because we trust what you know that we don't. And we want to hear back from you as well. And as long as a band's not taking a hard stance on I'm the boss, I'm the singer, I'm the whatever, and a manager's not going, I managed 
nine inch nails 25 years ago. So you do everything I say, like those are the polar, you know, extremes, but the real rub where the magic happens is like that kinetic energy right in between where it's like, I am the boss. And yeah, you're paying me six figures a year to tell you when you're being an idiot. And then you respect that. And that's like a, a beautiful collaboration of like, we're all going the same way. We just see different opportunities in white space because we all live different lives. You're on one coast, I'm on another. You're in London, I'm in New York. It doesn't matter that you don't see it, but you have to at least allow the trust that we have to let you try it. And then let's decide. Tim, I think that's really I, important. Before I move on from you, you've opened up like so many cans of worms. I got, you can't yeah, see Yeah, sorry, I might've gotten off topic. I, I know, no, all, every can is great. Every worm is good. Um, but first of all, like you, uh, you mentioned love languages earlier, and that was like a sheet worth of questions that I have, but I never believed that anybody on this call would be interested in that book. But can you talk <laughs> about like how to communicate both inside the band and with the team that you've surrounded yourself with in order to preserve longevity? Uh, I mean, I, I think like Biggie said with like how bands work on a management side, it's like every band's different, every band member's different, and even every band member's different every year based on stresses. Um, so it's a revolving thing. So if you think you've nailed the target, don't like close the book and put it on the shelf. Like that story will perpetually write itself for the rest of your lives as band members. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, there's people in our band that I can be direct with. There's people in our band that I can be really crass with. Like, yo, you, you fucked up last night. And someone goes, yeah, you're right. And someone goes, you were, you were a pile of whatever last night. I'm like, totally. And then there's someone else that you have to be very delicate. And it's, a, it's 10, 10 ounces of sugar and one ounce of salt. And you, it's a longer process, but if you go in all salt and direct, based on how your personality perceives information, you just damage and push them away. So it's like, everyone's like that. And our manager has learned all of us as well. So when I see a text, personally, I know what he's saying, but I see how he's packaging it because he has to wrap the package to all six of us and he's pinpointing all of our communication skills or yeah. our lack of communication skills and like that i i think that's a hand off to biggie because i mean i know half the bands he manages and they're all different and and i think he could speak to that instead of me from the band side projecting what i think managers deal with but it's i can't they're they're godsends it's insane it's so tough we are doing the lord's work so thank you uh <laughs> i do think uh, he nailed a lot of things on the head there and, and a lot of what it sounds like a lot like man how do you know like who's the salty one who's the sweet one it's like it's just time and that's as we're talking about longevity you learn exactly who needs what and how to how to wrap things and sometimes it takes a side text like preface like I'm gonna say this thing that I know you probably don't like but this is my thoughts behind it before I just throw it to the group in an email or a text and it explodes you know just learning that sometimes sneaky navigation through things is it's all just from time and you know who's who and like i said it evolves sometimes it's this guy sometimes now it's this guy it changes yeah. on a lot of stuff um but uh i just think when the band gets older it's just very interesting how you have to word things and how you have to preface things and how like i use the um what was it? I think Brad Pitt or no, 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 George Clooney used to say like one for me, one for them, you know, like I'll do like this 
whack love story and then I'll do something like cool and artsy, whatever. That was his thing. And I use that with my bands all the time. It's like, hey, one for you, one for them. If, if it's something they don't like, you know, try to like explain the balance of things when necessary. And some bands don't need that. Some bands, it's, it's rare, but some bands just like, yes, sir, no, sir. Tell me where to be. I trust you. I don't want to think about it. Tell me where to be and when. And on one hand, it's like, dude, this is so great. And on the other hand, it's like, well, shit, now like it's all on me. Like, <laughs> But if the merch spread shows up and it's terrible, I can't even blame someone else secretly. You know what I mean? Um, but <laughs> vast majority, you know, it's a lot of group effort and learning how to navigate just like any relationship, you know. I don't know who's married or not. You know exactly when and when not to say certain things. Same thing with the band member, except there's five of them. And there's a lot, there's sometimes six. Poor Randy has to deal with six of these idiots. But it's, uh, it's, it's all time. And I think going back to the whole longevity thing, it just gets easier with time. You know, at first it might just be this, I, it's always right when you get a band and it seems like, why did I get another band? It's just this constant influx of questions and got to do and switch this and this is messed up. But then it all chills out and then it gets back to normalcy where like most of the time, especially with older bands, they're not thinking about the band all day, every day, like they used to, you know, they don't want to. God, like at one point I know Unwrote was Tim's everything, living, breathing, everything. And now it's up there as a high priority, but I know it's not, you know, the only thing anymore. Um, and that just changes with time. And so the, the whole whole deal with longevity, I think it, it's, it's, you know, like Bruce Lee, just being like water. Sometimes we're, you know, sometimes we're hard and crushing. Other times we're just flowing through. It depends on where you are. The band is a career, not even like their whole career. Like right now as Underwrote is just this river. It, it's, it's just, it could be, based on the week of their album drop or the months of their album drop. It's, so they come and go and, and, you know, Bob and Weave and ebb and flow, you know, and that's, I think the smart bands and smart uh, managers know when to do that. Like if I was just injecting myself all day, every day, like bands would probably be like, dude, relax. Like the pandemic, you can't do anything. How many merch designs do you want to get, get up right now? You know? So it's really and every and Yeah. Sorry. And every band is different too. You know, some right. like, like Tim said, every band member is different. Every band you deal is different too. And we find, you know, some bands you approach a certain way. Some bands you approach a different way. You know, we have bands that don't have managers. We also have bands that didn't have managers for many, many, many years. And we finally <laughs> convinced them to get managers. It's just, it's so different. And the one thing I've learned in doing this for so long is just so many different personalities and different ways you have to deal with people and, and like, like Tim said, you know, some you deal with sugar, some you deal with the other way. It's, it's reading psychology books. It's very helpful to for dealing with all this stuff. But yeah, every, everything's different. But I think the one commonality, though, that bands who have a lot of longevity have is they're they're all, in addition to obviously being incredible musicians, they're all very smart. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King, an off-road minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.